Today's show is sponsored by the MultiorgasmicMama.com. If lack of confidence, low libido, or guilt and shame around your sexuality are the cause of your bedroom woes, you know, the hot wild sex you never have anymore, or the transition into motherhood that sucked your libido dry, let me help you get your mojo and magnetic feminine spark back. Magic, miracles, total self-love, and multi-orgasmic bliss included. See you at TheMultiorgasmicMama.com. Hey there, hardworking mama. Today we are talking about how to make pleasure a priority in your life. I am curious, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you feel that you currently prioritize pleasure in your life? If it's anything less than a 10, then this episode is absolutely for you, my love. I know for many of you, pleasure is not a priority at all because it's so difficult to prioritize when you are a hardworking mama and there's just not a lot of space and time to drop in and enjoy the moment. Some of you still have kids sleeping in your beds. Some of you still have kids that wake up in the middle of the night and they need your attention. Some of you have a partner that's not feeling it when you're feeling it or no partner at all and self-pleasure is just blah. I get it. We've all got reasons why we don't make pleasure a priority. But Most of it is because somewhere deep down, we believe that pleasure is frivolous. Like, how can you prioritize something so unnecessary? But what I want to ask you is, what are you teaching your kids about pleasure if you do not make it a priority? And what quality of life are you really living if all you're doing is keeping yourself busy, but you're not enjoying it? But most of all, mamas, seriously, what are you teaching your kids about pleasure? Are you teaching them the same damn narrative that your parents and grandparents taught you about how pleasure is something that you only get or you you can only enjoy if you put in the hard work and there's nothing left to do, that it's a frivolous endeavor because we all have to survive? Well, guess what? There's never going to not be something to do. So if you don't just take a stance for it and say, okay, no, I can actually enjoy something with while still having things on my to-do list, guess what? It's never going to happen. There's always going to be more things to do. So if you have not figured out how to make your pleasure a priority, or you haven't changed your narrative about it being frivolous, then hun, you are teaching your kids that it is not a priority either. It's one thing to know in your head that pleasure is important as a woman. I mean, we can all sit here and logically know, yeah, sure, pleasure is important. I mean, after all, if you've got a clitoris, then you've got an organ specifically designed with no other function than pleasure, unlike men who do not have the same. You've probably heard me say this on the podcast before. Also, if you have a clitoris, it has 8,000 nerve endings designed for pleasure as opposed to 4,000 at the tip of a penis. So if biology doesn't tell you that as a vagina owning person, that pleasure is important, well, I really don't know what else is going to do it for you. (laughs) So it's one thing to know that pleasure is important, but it's a whole other thing to make it so and to feel that way in your bones and to feel that you are worth it. And what's really a thing though is how to get out of the I'm too busy, I'm too tired pattern and to change your habits. I know, I know, I know, I know. I hear it all the time. I don't have the time and the space. Can't The kids are always, you know, the, it's always something. There's always going to be something. And I'm telling you those some things are not going to change. So you are going to have to change. 
That's why today I wanted to break it down for you to show you how changing your narrative about pleasure and making it a priority is totally doable when you follow these eight powerful steps. The first one is I want you to assess your motivation. What is your motivation? Now, without doing deep inner work around worthiness, most of you are not going to wake up one day and just magically decide that pleasure is a priority and you're going to go after your pleasure. <laughs> like, that is totally unthinkable for most of us. And again, unless we're doing a lot of deep inner work around unworthiness, then that's probably never going to happen to you. It's never going to happen. So what you're going to have to do is really think about your motivating force here. How much do you want to teach your kids that pleasure is important? I know you care about changing this for your kids. Otherwise, you would not be listening to this podcast. You would not be subscribed to this podcast. So if there's anything that's going to get you motivated and determined to change this habit of putting your pleasure last, then I know that it's your kids. When we're talking about changing habits and patterns of being self-sacrificial, filling up our calendar with things that we think we have to do to be deemed good, important, worthy, or achieving everything we can to get someone's approval, putting others before ourselves, not taking care of ourselves. Basically, it's going to take some motivating force to change this. So ask yourself the question, what's my motivation for making pleasure a priority? And get really clear on that. Now, once you have the motivation, the second step is to say no to at least one thing that is not pleasurable this week. I want you to cancel something that doesn't absolutely light you up and turn you the fuck on. Why are you saying yes to more things than you can handle? Seriously, why? Think about it. Why, why, why? Why are you doing this to yourself? I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, why do you keep saying yes when you know you don't have the space and the time to do any more than you're already doing? Just stop. Why are you saying yes to more things than you have the energy for? Most of the time, it's because we are still operating and what I call depression era syndrome. <laughs> I totally made this up, by the way. My grandma has it bad. Bless her heart. Oh my gosh, y'all. As soon as my grandpa died, like a year and a half ago, uh, she cared for him and his old age, you know, uh, in and out of the hospital for 10 years, y'all. It was ridiculous. But she was so attached to caring for him that when he died, she didn't know what to do with herself. And it's been a year and a half and she still hasn't figured out how to like let herself actually enjoy her life and be, you know, be thankful for her freedom. She hasn't, she doesn't hardly ever leave the house. So this is what I'm talking about. It's like when you get so attached to your worth as a woman being around how much you can care for someone else, how much you can do for others, even though it's killing you inside, even though it's strenuous on you and you're not filling up your own cup, this is really damaging. This is what I call depression era syndrome. It's where you're attaching your worth and your value as a woman to how busy you are, to how much you do, and to how many people you can care for. It is not a race. It's not a competition. It's not self-sacrifice. Whoever sacrifices the most wins. Oh my God, that is so 
patriarchal. That is so an old paradigm. And if you are listening to this podcast, I know that you are someone that is wanting to break out of that pattern. So stop, stop saying no to everything. Stop attaching your worth to being busy. So the more that you can say no to something that does not turn you on or feel pleasurable or joyful to you, the easier it's going to become to say no to things that don't serve you or your kids and teaching them to make pleasure a priority. So what are you going to say no to today? Now let's move on to step three, create an action plan. I want you to break down all the steps you need to take to make pleasure a priority into small achievable action steps. So start with your excuses for not making pleasure a priority. Here's some that I have heard very often. Do you sleep with your kids in the bed? Do you not have a babysitter? Do you not know how to ask for help from your family or friends? Do you need to clean up your bedroom so you will be more in the mood? Do you need to put a lock on your bedroom or your bathroom door so you can have privacy? These are seriously excuses that I hear from women when I ask them, well, why aren't you making this priority? This is what I hear. Okay, so I know that probably one of those things is one of the excuses that you have for not making your pleasure a priority. So take your excuses and you're going to create an action plan to nip them in the bud so they are no longer excuses. And then the fourth step is to break down the action plan into small achievable action steps. So I want you to take your action plan and write down all the things you actually need to do to achieve it. All you're doing here is breaking down the action plan into small doable steps that you can take over time so it doesn't feel overwhelming. So you want to make sure you're setting yourself up for success and not failure here. So something like, in order for me to prioritize pleasure, I have to get my kid to sleep in his own bed. Well, obviously it's actionable, but it's going to take a lot of small steps in order for you to achieve this, right? So in order to do this, you might need to buy a transition bed. You might need to clean out your kid's room so they actually have a room to sleep in. You might need to wash his sheets. You might need to plan to stay up a little longer for a, a couple nights the first week that you try it. So what are all of the steps you need to take to achieve this action plan? And the action plan being getting rid of the excuse that you've given yourself for not prioritizing pleasure. So whatever your plan of action is to make your pleasure a priority, you can break it down into further smaller steps. And then if you have a partner, you can enlist him or her for help and support. So now that you know the steps you need to take to get rid of your excuses for not making pleasure a priority, then you need to put the actionable steps in your calendar. Okay. Schedule these steps in your calendar now. Do not wait. It's seriously not real if it's not scheduled for most hardworking moms that I know. <clears throat> so when you schedule them in your calendar, this becomes a non-negotiable and you're so much more likely to actually get it done than to let it fall through the cracks. And then once the steps are in your calendar, the sixth step is to eliminate distractions. One thing I'd love for you to do if you're not driving, <laughs> is to look at your screen time on your phone. So I know on an iPhone, if you just swipe towards the right, you can see, it will tell you how much you've been on your phone and what activities, it'll break it down like 
social media activities, email, you know, all that stuff of how much time you've actually spent on your phone today. Like seriously, take out your phone now if you can and see how much time you've literally wasted doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> so now you really have no excuse about not having the time to do the things. Turn off the TV, delete the social apps if you have to for even just a weekend. Stop binge watching the TV show uh, to complete these action steps. So don't tell me you don't have the time. Just look at your phone. It's going to tell you that you actually do if you were to get off of it. Our lives are just so full of distractions and things to do that serve absolutely no purpose. So they take us out of our bodies, they keep us in our heads, and they keep us from the things that are really important in our life. That TV series you're watching, you can stop watching it for a couple of days. That, you know, the social media apps, you can get off of them for a couple of days to make this a priority and to see some real change happening in your life. And hell, you might just find more pleasure making pleasure a priority than that TV series anyway. <laughs> so I want you to make your resistance and your excuses your bitch and commit to doing it. And then once you've eliminated the distractions, then you get to do number seven, which is follow through. Actually do the thing you said you were going to do. And if you like checklists, well, have fun checking off. And once you've created the space and time for pleasure, whether it was a date with your partner, a date with yourself, a self-pleasure practice, ooh, maybe even a jade egg practice, <laughs> a guided meditation, or even something like a spontaneous adventure through your city, which is one of my favorite things to do, by the way. I like to go, I live in New Orleans, Louisiana, so I like to go to the French Quarter sometimes and ride my bike. I like to just go do something that's out of my neighborhood that I get to do by myself. That's one of my favorite things to do. Going watch a movie by myself is one that I really like. Anything that, you know, is pleasurable or fun to you, you get to follow through with it. And then you get to revel <laughs> and how great it was. So have fun reveling and following through with making your pleasure a priority. And once you are done, then you're going to do step number eight, with the, which is checking in with either your partner or yourself and just follow up with a recap of how it went. So was, was it worth it? Did you have fun? Was there anything that you could have done to make your experience better? Do you feel that you can recreate this sort of experience at least once a week and rid yourself of depression era syndrome. <laughs> All right. So let's stop making our worth attached to how busy we are, how much we can sacrifice for others, how many things we say yes to, even though it's killing us and it's teaching our kids the narrative that pleasure is important, is not important. And the only way to change this is to follow through with these eight powerful steps. And if you do, I promise they are going to change your life. So remember, making anything a priority is difficult at first, but once you do it, it becomes easier to make it a habit. And then once you start to see the rewards of saying no, making a plan, following through, and then reaping the benefits, it just becomes easier. So here's to making pleasure a priority at a level of 10, mama. You totally deserve it and you can do this. 
If you are loving this content, be sure to check out my new masterclass on how to ignite desire and feel sexy again without taking hormones, going to years of therapy or couples counseling, or doing things in the bedroom that don't feel authentic. You can listen to the class right now by putting in your name and email at www.themultiorgasmicmama.com. Talk with you next week. Bye.